Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After cardiac arrest last night, from a life-saving perspective, you know, the quality work by folks last night, quick thinking for those of you that may not have been watching Monday Night Football last night. DeMar Hamlin, defensive back for the Bills, making a tackle on T. Higgins and got up to his feet and then because of the cardiac arrest immediately uh, went back down and within you know 16 minutes they are performing CPR with AEDs and defibrillators on the field and getting him transported to the University of Cincinnati Cincinnati Hospital, which, I mean, if you've ever been to Cincinnati, which I've been there obviously multiple times covering games, I mean, it's literally right around the corner. I mean, it's two minutes, uh, which is good uh, because every moment counts in a situation like that and the hustle of all of those people uh, who just jump right in and, um, you know, their expertise in that situation cannot be understated in helping try to save DeMar Hamlin's life uh, last night. And, again, it just, you know, we t- I, I talk about it, and I know some of you, you know, some of you want to – I will never let you personally crush any of these guys unless they do something personally, you know, that deserves that, you know, like committing a crime against children or domestic violence or anything like that. And as I said on a podcast yesterday, I'll never accuse professional players of not giving effort. I think that's disingenuous. This is their life. Every moment they play, they're trying to make more dollars for themselves and their families because they know every play. If I make a great play, I probably keep my job next year. If I don't make, if I have a bad game or two, you know, I'm begging other teams to give me a chance to try out. That's how this works. It's how it is in professional sports. So, yeah, in the moment, you know, for that moment, you might be making a lot of money. But that can go away in a heartbeat. And perceptions of your ability can go away in a heartbeat if you have one or two bad plays in a game. It it, it can change that dramatically. All you have to do is look at what we've been discussing over the last 48 hours here in the nation's capital. And we'll get to that coming up in just a little while here in the second half of the show. But that's, that's how fast it can change. And we saw that. Last night, this has nothing to do with Tamar Hamlin getting beaten in coverage or anything like that. This is a simple making a tackle and that one in a you know million chance 
that he gets hit in the chest at the right time, in the right place, at the right heartbeat, that this type of condition uh, can occur. And it, it unfortunately found DeMar Hamlin last night, but fortunately he found incredible medical care quickly and hopefully enough uh, to save his life. And nobody cares if he plays another down of football. I, I guarantee you his Bills teammates and the NFLPA, they will take care of DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, that, no doubt. That, I, I don't doubt that for one minute. No doubt. All we just want to make sure is DeMar Hamlin can keep breathing and, and have some semblance of a normal life. If, if somehow, some way he made it back out to a football field, again, that would be an extraordinary happening. Let's just hope the young man can regain consciousness, live life with his parents who rode in that ambulance with him, who are sharing that same literal you know, heartache this morning, hoping that their son wakes up and, and can resume his life. 301-230-0980. Let's go to Bill in Upper Marble on line one. What's up, Bill? Hey, good morning. Uh, last night was just horrific. Um, I just want to know, did you hear the comments that Ryan Clark made about his encounter with his Pittsburgh coach? Um, what's his, um, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin. When he won- Mike Tomlin, when he wanted to um, – get back and play after he'd been seriously injured and was in the hospital for a while. And he brought a team of doctors and his wife in the Tomlin's office. And he said that Tomlin threw all of them out and said that he looked at Ron Clark as his son and he wouldn't let his own son play after an injury like, you know, like he suffered. And I saw the way that that resonated with the uh, host that was talking to Ryan Clark. I think it was Scott Pelley. I can't remember. Scott, Scott Van Pelt. But it was a, Scott Van Pelt. That was a rough story to hear that how a head football coach thought more of his player than just playing and winning. So I think that was real, real, uh, just real coming from Ryan Clark. And the other thing I'm going to just ask, and a little bit off topic, is I've noticed over the years that the level of equipment that professional athletes wear now is almost, it's just like they're not wearing hardly any protection. And some of these impacts out there on the field are tremendous. It's like being in a car accident over and over again. And I just want to get your thoughts on that. Bill, appreciate the call. Uh, And look, if you listen to this show, I make no bones about it. Mike Tomlin is my favorite coach in the National Football League. Every time I hear Mike Tomlin talk in press conferences, it's direct, it's concise, it's thoughtful. When I see him in more relaxed versions, like I'm with Ryan's podcast, I just I love Mike Tomlin's perspective on everything. His results speak for themselves uh, as a football coach. Uh, he uh, look, and I I be- I truly believe there are other football coaches out there that are just like him that, you know, in in, as serious as Ryan's situation was, I believe there are other coaches that would look out for him. I also believe there are other coaches that would say, oh, great, we can have you this week. All right, we'll see you at practice later on. I do believe that mentality exists as well, 100%. As for the equipment, Bill, you couldn't be more right. We have – I saw a guy – this weekend, I think it was one of the Michigan returners who literally had his pants pulled up above his knees 
knees totally exposed. Now, I know the knee pad is very thin anyway because I played football. Okay? I, I know how thin that knee pad is. But you know what? If that thin knee pad can absorb some of that contact and protect you, why on earth, if you're a skill player, why on earth do you have your knees exposed like that? That's insane. You want to take a direct hit on, from a helmet or shoulder pad on your knee? You're a moron. Okay? That, that's, a, that's a bad decision. I don't, I don't know why guys would leave their knees open and exposed like that. Shoulder pads are another situation. You have quarterbacks who, remember, we used to make fun of quarterbacks that had those gigantic shoulder pads at one point in, in college and in pro. I mean, guys look like they're wearing aircraft carriers out there with shoulder pads. Well, now you want, you know, you don't want those big encumbersome, uncum, you know, encumbersome shoulder pads. But you need those shoulder pads, and, and quarterbacks, you know, for years have worn flak jackets because they know they're going to get contact in that rib, that lung, that chest area. And you need to have it protected. But that defensive back or that wide receiver doesn't think about it. And yet, who gets hit the hardest? Those guys. Those guys, every time. I mean, wide receiver going up for a catch, boom, drilled in the sternum. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that, that 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 something like this can't happen in a, in a situation like that? So that's yeah. Again, that's a the equipment, and we continue to work. Obviously, we work very diligently yearly on the helmet, so we can try to reduce the impact of concussions, but. Something like this with DeMar Hamlin with as much contact, offensive lineman, what's the first thing they teach you against that defensive lineman and vice versa? Get that first hand punch, boom, right in the sternum, okay? Freeze that offensive lineman or freeze that defensive lineman by blasting him right in the sternum, okay? Same thing when you're chucking a wide receiver at the line of scrimmage as a DB. They want you to win that hand fight by bang, getting right into his into his chest so he can't get off the line of scrimmage cleanly and get into that route. But if we're going to keep banging on the sternum, we need to protect that sternum area and protect that chest area. Let's go to line five, our man Roberto980. What's up, Roberto? Hey, Pete and the Rooster, how y'all doing this morning? All hey, things Roberto. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good way to put it. Yes, sir. Um, I, look, in my, in my field of work i go in and out of uh hospice and things like that so cold blue uh, is, is offering calls on the speakers and people have to rush and get resuscitate somebody and that what i saw yesterday it was a excellent job excellent job by the by the uh the ems people and everybody that was in there involved because that boy got resuscitated in the field that's great news that's great news for for you know uh, uh, for oxygen deprivation all that all of that of course you you hear you heard the you could hear the the, the, the collision when it happens you could you hear you heard it and it was like bam and it's Oh my God! And the guy tried to get up, and then he went down like, you know, he like you said, he you know, unfortunately it's kind of a bad word to say, it, but like he got shot, and 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 then they kept going back and forth on commercials trying to assess the situation, but uh, that was that was horrifying for anybody, 
And I knew then, right then and there, that once the ambulance came in there, this game cannot resume. There's no way. And I'm glad they came to the decision that they you know, postponed the game. You know, and he just couldn't do it. Yep, Roberto, you appreciate it. Yep, appreciate it. I mean, again, you know, the league at times has not made the best decisions. Uh, and last night, the decision not to play was 100% uh, the right one. And and to even think about playing last night should have been a one-second thought process. No. Just long enough to say, no, we're not playing. That's it. I'm glad they didn't put those players in that situation. Because you know what they would have done, Chris? If the league would have said, you got to go play, those guys would have found a way to do it. Right. But as I was thinking while we were, you know, waiting for that official word, what I, I was sitting there thinking, what happened? What 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 would happen if the players said, "F you, we're not playing," and the league would have been saying, "Well, you are," and then the players would have said, "No, we're not." What would they have done? What would they have done? Find them? I well, mean, you, well, you can't play the game without the players. Exactly, right? exactly. So, I mean, that would have been that would have been the worst case scenario because, remember, as like usual, said, the NFL would would look like they have egg on their face, right. which they would deserve. Remember, like Jeff said. Burrow and those guys went out there and started to throw yeah, a little bit yeah. because I think they were expecting somebody to play. told them, yeah. "Hey, we may be restarting yeah. this thing." I think uh, w- whether there was they were told that there was a five minute window or not. Troy Vincent is obviously disputing that because it would look terrible on the NFL's behalf if they made the code red order for a five minute warm up window. Whatever happened there, Pete, the worst possible look. The worst possible look for the NFL, regardless of how it went down, would have been to resume that game last night. Again, I understand there have been tragic injuries and games have resumed. I get it. We witnessed Alex Smith nearly lose his life and his leg at FedEx Field mm-hmm. on November 18, 2018. We witnessed that and the game resumed. The game resumed. That's just, we, we witnessed Ryan Shazier just a couple of years ago on the same field, as Jeff pointed out earlier, and the game resumed. We watched Joe Theismann get his leg snapped in half. Right. You and know? the game resumed. And the game resumed. So there was reason to believe that the game was going to resume. Regardless of whether they were told or not told, there was reason to believe that the game was going to continue. And listen, there is a football element to this, right? I don't know what they're going to do here. I mean, each team has one final regular season game. They're separated by one win in the rec- I don't I I don't know how important that all is to anyone that actually plays on those two teams. Here's what I know. It's not important to me. I don't care if the Bills are the 1 seed, the 2 seed, the 3 whatever. I'll be honest I, with you. I don't think they care either. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, football becomes I don't think incredibly, that game is being replayed. Right. Football becomes incredibly unimportant yeah. at this point right. to those two teams. I think they're going to have a hard enough time playing this Sunday in their regularly scheduled game. Correct. They're not going to trot them out there on Thursday night, guys. Right. 
to finish this game. I, I mean, no it's way. not happening. Nope. So I don't think this game is going to be replayed, resumed. Re- I, I think it's just going to be wiped off. And whoever's got the best record and winning percentage, you know, via tiebreakers, is going to get slotted wherever they're going to get slotted. And that's really the only way that they should do it. So that's that's the football component of this. Let's go to uh, line one, our man Peter in Wilmington, listening on the Odyssey app. What's up, Peter? Hey guys, this is a sad morning. You know, right. unfortunately, right. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people that have lost a, a 23 year old daughter to cancer oh. 15 years ago. Oh, I'm so and sorry. Every oh. time something like this happens, and I got up and told my wife this is bad, and we we were watching right away. We start thinking about the parents and the grandparents. Oh. And all the people that are involved. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No. Together. no, 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 no. Dude, Peter, oh, you're no. human, man. Peter. That that's hey. Don't ever say sorry for Yeah. I mean, that's that's Thank you. Thank yeah, Peter, you. that's the whole point of this is trying to humanize everything. As I said, we look at these we, we look at our our children and you know, we think and look, as they grow up, you know, they do things, they fall, they feel indestructible. You know, football players feel indestructible out there. And you're right. You know, we how much thought is given to the parents who are in the stands watching the game. And all of a sudden, you know, literally in a split second, you're in an ambulance with your kid going to the hospital. He's unconscious and you don't know if he's going to live. I mean, and the worst thing about it, guys, is, is that you have no control over it. It just sweeps you up and it just takes you for the ride. Good, bad or indifferent. And I pray, and I couldn't even sleep last night. My wife went up because we get upset. Unfortunately, I'm, you know, we get upset every time something like this happens, especially to a young person, any person, but especially when someone's so young, like 24 years old, that has everything to look forward to in life. And yeah. some tragic thing happens that nobody ever even thought about. Me thinking about my daughter getting cancer, who was perfectly healthy her whole life. Uh, it's just, and this, this kid here, he's playing. And all of a sudden, he gets punched in the chest, and his whole life, his family's life changes, his children. It, it's, it's really – and, you know, people call in and yell at you guys over their opinion, and it, it just puts everything into perspective. We, we're in such a bad time in our world right now. we really got to take everybody's feelings and treat everybody with respect and love. Because if we don't, you know, and I just – you know, I just wanted to put my two cents in. Thank you, guys. Peter, Peter never, it. never apologize for for being a human being and for being a dad. And we're sorry, you know, um, for your I, loss I and the emotions that, that 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 are brought back up. I can't imagine what that uh, must be like. Uh, so our hearts are it's, with you. It's horrible. So. It, it's horrible. It just comes right back. Yeah. It's just like it just starts all over again, and totally. you have to work your way through it. Totally understand. You, we're here Good for you, show. pal. We're here Appreciate for you. you. Thanks, Peter. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, it's it, his parents last night again. That that is the that you're you're helpless. You you have no control over it. You know, this isn't you just grab your kid, you hug them and you you know, you put a band-aid on their knee and you you send them back out there and uh, that that's just it's not what last night was about. And that's where as a parent and obviously both of us being parents, many of you out there being parents, um, you, know, you heard AP earlier, you know, uh, there, there's such there's such joy in being a parent. I heard Robert Griffin talking about it with the junkies this morning, how, mm-hmm. you know, he bolted quickly last yeah. week from doing uh, one of the playoff games 
uh, because, you know, his wife had gone into labor. Fortunately, it turned out to be a false labor, um, and she's she's okay. And there's still a couple of more weeks, uh, you know, for them and, and hopefully a, a, another healthy and, and happy birth for them. But in that split second, you're like, oh, my gosh, is something wrong? I've got to get there. I've got to be by her side, uh, you know, in those situations. And, and we again, you know, I come back to the same thing I talk about all the time. We, we, I try to humanize these guys as much as possible. You know, Chris has worked alongside a lot of these guys uh, through the years. I've worked a lot alongside a lot of players through the years. You know, I've watched Naval Academy families mm-hmm. lose, lose their loved ones because they're defending our country. And it, it's, it's the worst feeling. You know, you almost feel like when you hug them that it's not enough, and it, it, you're you're almost being not sensitive enough. You, you just wish you could do more. I mean, I, I still have interviews that pop up on on YouTube of athletes that I've interviewed who have passed heroically defending our country, right. defending others' lives. And every time I see them, man, it, it it brings a tear to my eye. Can't even imagine what those families go through. Three zero one two three zero. 0980. We'll we'll let you chime in on it if you want to. We'll continue to move on as uh, well. Uh, but it, again, just just remember how quickly things can change. And the next time you're going to call that athlete a bum or that guy, you know, screwed up your bet uh, or something like that, just think twice about it. Think twice about what you think of that person right now. Think about how you're thinking of Demar Hamlin today just think about him the same way and others if he were to get beat on a touchdown pass because I know it would have been different I know it would have been different but hopefully you see a moment like that it'll make you think twice about making it personal and calling that person a name and being derogatory because yeah they're football players yeah they're the best 1500 in the world but they're also human beings, too. And I think sometimes we don't take that into account. 301-230-0980. It's Russell and Medhurst. We're halfway home on a Tuesday morning right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The human side of football that we don't ever take into account. Sports in general. 
Okay, and and you know what? Part of this, whether we like it or not, it's an ever-changing landscape in 2023. Okay, athletes are going to rebuff you when you try to, you know, go 1975, 1980 newspaper-like reporter with your notebook in hand and asking those, you know, brutally tough questions. You know, oh, you dropped three passes today. You know, why? What happened? You know, things of that nature. All that stuff. You've had, you know, like a baseball player that's in a three for 42 slump. You know, you're three for your last 42. Do you think you're killing the team with your performance and things of that nature? Those, those questions are going to be rebuffed now. And whether you like it or not, I mean, that's, that's just part of um, part of how it is. Now, we're blessed to have a format now where we can talk about it like this and stuff like that. But, you know, you, you go into attack mode, just like we saw, you know, Jenna Lane publicly apologize for being part of a group of people questioning Giovanni Bernard a couple of weeks ago. There's no chance 30 years ago newspaper reporter, TV reporter, is going to apologize, you know, for their line of questioning. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, again, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, I mean, when, when guys like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant stand up for themselves in public, we've seen other athletes, we've seen coaches do it. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've seen, we do, we still see the TV reporter every now and then that's trying to get that soundbite. I'm just, I'm going to press this guy because I'm Joe Questioner and I'm going to, I'm going to try and press this issue. And because we feel like, oh, this is a million-dollar athlete. He owes me an explanation. Well, I mean, it's just not going to happen anymore. It's just not just not the way the game is being played now. Yeah. So just like the sports have evolved, how we cover it has to evolve. And, and that's what makes, you know, and again, look at the era Skip is from. Skip is from a different era. Skip started out as a newspaper reporter in that era that we're right. talking about. Well, I'm going to go into the I'm going to go into that locker room just like Randy Galloway down yeah. in Dallas too. I mean, Randy's a tremendous listen for years uh, while he was in this business down there, and great scribe. Uh, you know, you go back and read newspapers.com, and you can go back and see a lot of uh, great coverage of the sport back then. But back then, it was I don't want to say there was a gotcha mentality with reporters, but there was a harder line. Yeah. Yeah, no, Tom Rivero no. can tell you. Tom was part of it. Yep. There was a harder line on how things were done. I think social media and society has changed a lot of that, if not all of it. Um, think about this, Chris. Yeah. Twitter has made the AP wire almost irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. I can just tell you like, how my philosophy has kind of evolved. Like, I, I'll admit this. Back in the early 2000s or whatever, doing, you know, national radio, even before I moved here. You know, if a player was talking about their emotional or mental health, I I just know a younger me criticized that. Yeah, oh, come on, suck it up, sunshine. You know, toughen up, buttercup. You know, that type of thing. I, I, I know that, okay? Um, now having, like you always say, humanizing it's not that we we can never be critical of them. It's not like we but love every athlete right. and think every athlete is perfect Correct. and walks on water. But there's water, a difference but, between critical and using facts to back it up, right? And personally attacking. Right. But sometimes and I, think, I think there's still a small segment of our there's still a small segment of our business that 
goes on the attack as opposed to analytically forming opinions that are responsible. And I think players respect you. Coaches respect you if you form an opinion based on factual stuff right? instead of just going into attack mode. Well, the, the problem, though. And personally attacking them. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the problem, though, is like just to use an example, Charles Leno's had a, you know, tough couple of weeks here with pass rushes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's faced some of the best games off, right. had to offer, and and, and that's one, well. and that's one explanation. And the other explanation is maybe it wasn't all his fault. Maybe somebody else was supposed to do something. Yeah, because yeah, right? we don't. We, you know, Scott Turner is not going to strategically give us, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. Or Ron's right. not going to talk about it after the game. Hey, somebody missed a combo block, or he's supposed to hand him off to him in this situation. Yeah, we don't. We don't get a lot of that specific information so again you've been in the locker room though you've gone to ask those people for interpretations Mm -hmm. on stuff like that to get answers to those questions sometimes you don't have the the and there's some that don't the ability but there's some that never go in and those you're right you're right the 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 people that go on the attack who are never going to have to go in the locker room and expose themselves to those players and and just like when Scott got hammered by Jason Wright, okay, for what he how he asked Carson Wentz a question. Scott was right here, two two inches away from Carson Wentz asking the question. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't protected by a Zoom call in a studio somewhere. He's from right here to right there. And Carson gave him a great answer. Mm-hmm. Okay? So Get, instead of so instead of talking about wow that's a great answer Carson really handled that professionally the story became Jason attacking Scott right. in that situation there's a level of accountability when you are there in person um that's not like and and that that's an extra layer to this that not even necessarily where I was going with this but I, I I guess the point that I was trying to make when we talk about humanizing these athletes because you know again they are human beings and they are real people and yes they're highly paid or well paid but again we have to look beyond some of that superfluous stuff I guess the reason why it kind of popped into my mind as, as just something to bring up and we'll get back to the calls. Don't worry, guys. 301-230-0980. I saw the other night Jen Leno, who is very out there and and outspoken and 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 a supporter of her husband, and often says, "I don't care who wins the game. I care about my husband's I health." I said and, on the Friday show, know, I said, "Get." I said, "Every person should get a spouse that supports you the way Jen yeah. Leno supports her husband." Yes, but. What she did the other night, and I, I would have to go back and find it, but I saw it overnight, I don't know, Sunday night into Monday, was some of the horrifying comments that fans of this team allegedly sent to her and attached his at, you know, uh, symbol to and her and what they called her and what they called it. Like, again, Guys, we do a three-hour day radio show. We cannot sit here and not criticize anybody and say, listen, Taylor Heineke is all roses and bouquets and, you know, and, and Carson Wentz is going to the Hall of Fame. We can't do that. But I think for the most part, you certainly, me to a lesser degree, but I think certainly we have some level of empathy and some level of understanding 
that you just can't slaughter people on the radio or on social media or in life. If you if you're any kind of a decent person, you don't do that. And it shouldn't take what happened last night to DeMar Hamlin to remind us of having empathy for people and having understanding that people aren't robots, people aren't perfect, people aren't superhuman and not, quite honestly, mistake-prone. Well, I mean, again— Or, or, you, or just not right. as good on one at, particular play. Look at how look at how you and I attack this business, okay? You go to games, you see it live as it's happening. We both go back during the week and watch a lot of the all-22 tapes, so it gives us a much better perspective on what happens. We don't talk about the, nobody talks about the say there's 40 plays offensively in a game, 45. Nobody talks about the 42 plays where Charles Leno beats the defensive end. Right. They only talk we, about, we only the, talk about the three plays, two plays, yeah. whatever, where Charles or any other tackle in the league gets beat by an elite pass rusher. Yeah. Okay. So if I go, if I'm playing on Sunday and I'm playing 50 snaps against Nick Bosa or Miles Garrett or Micah Parsons and I win. 45 of those 50 snaps. In theory, is that a good performance? Yes. But if I give up a sack in the fourth quarter on Mm -hmm. the 48th play that gets the ball knocked out of Taylor Heineke's hands Mm -hmm. by Kayvon Thibodeau and he picks it up for a touchdown, then everybody thinks I'm the worst offensive tackle in the history of mankind. Mm -hmm. And, And that's just... That that's not look. We forgive quarterbacks for going thirteen for twenty eight if they throw the touchdown in the fourth quarter at the right time. Mm-hmm. Think about the tie game in New York. Taylor Heineke's a hero because he makes a play on fourth and four, mm-hmm. rolling to his left, and somehow finds the ball to Curtis Samuel. They salvage a tie in that game, and we come out of that game going, "Oh, Taylor Heineke did it again, man!" Mm-hmm. In the fourth quarter, he's got those. You know, intangibles again, that in the clutch, you know, that he comes up with. And yet, no matter how much he showed that, his own head coach turned his back on him mm-hmm. this week when maybe they could have used that shot of adrenaline yeah. from him in the second half when it was clear another player was not playing up to his best. But it, but it's okay to make those decisions. Ron Rivera wasn't standing on a podium going, you know, Taylor sucks. I, I mean, it's just, I, I don't believe it. You know, like, I don't believe he's ever going to be. Like, it, I, I guess it's it's a matter of how we present things. Again, to your point, Charles Leno might give up one or two big hits on a quarterback or a sack or a forced fumble or a touchdown. To but give he on wins Thibodeau, 47 whatever. other but times. If, right, but if he wins 95% of his <laughs> right. reps, all we can't. Now, same thing with the quarterbacks, right? For the most part, irres. For the most part, a lot of I don't want to say irresponsible, but but if Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz or whoever fill in the blank makes one or two bad decisions, we focus in on that as opposed to the forty other good decisions they made. That society, I guess, what what I'm trying to say is, we do have to humanize these people as athletes because they are us. They are human beings. Yeah. They're just really good at their craft. And I guess what I'm a different work uniform. I guess what I'm trying to get at is physically, okay, talent, execution, all of that part of what we do, but the emotional 
and the mental stability and turbulence and understanding and sympathy and all of that, I think many of us have evolved over the last 15 to 20 years. Some of you meatheads haven't. Many of us have. Get with the effing program is what I would say. Just because this wasn't mental and emotional last night for Jamar Hamlin. Uh, Demar Hamlin, sorry. But for his teammates and for the Bengals and maybe other NFL players, they might be going out there and saying, I don't know if I can strap it on and do this at what it takes because I just saw this. I was just a part of this. Yeah. So, I get, again, maybe it's a long-winded way of just saying, listen, man, 15, 20 years ago, I was different. I was a lot more critical, a lot less understanding. I'm 49 years old now. I've seen a lot. I've experienced a lot. A lot has happened to me individually. Um, I've seen tragedy, all that stuff. Just understand that these guys truly are human beings, and they might be great at what they do. They might not be perfect at what they do. They might not be good enough at what they do. Let's just have a little bit of common sense and understanding. Well, here's the thing. They still are the 1,500 best that this world has to offer at that sport. Yeah. I mean, there might be a guy leaking around the XFL or USFL who might deserve to be in the league, too. You know, we find that every now and then a guy ends up playing, you know, moving up out of that into the league. I mean, uh, the the Redskins benefited greatly from the yeah. USFL. Kelvin Bryant, Gary Clark, yeah. just to name two, yeah. uh, who were phenomenal in the USFL yep. and obviously became world champions here. Um, but, again, these are the 1,500 best p- people in the world. You know what? We don't go into your work every day and watch you. Look, there are people that literally just wander around their workplace every day and do nothing. I've seen it, okay? I've, I've seen it in I, some workplaces. I've, I've seen it here. Well, well you, you can talk about your own teammates if you want. But I've seen people in other workplaces who literally just wander around their buildings all day and do nothing, and but nobody's following them or go, right. going around going, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, uh, you're not doing your job right now. Nobody, nobody does that. These people, these people as athletes get criticized, coaches get criticized probably more than any job personnel in the world. Yeah. Okay? Maybe in the world. First responders to a certain extent right now, uh, I think, you know, on the world stage, certainly get some criticism. Some play, it's that sometimes rightfully so. But there are, again, there are 98% of other first responders in law enforcement who crush it every day yeah. protecting our streets and yeah. protecting uh, what we hope is civility uh, out there. Quick shout out to our guy Ben Conti at Fat Poet Ten. If you want to read uh, the tweet, it's it's self serving to us uh, or 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 very com- uh, commending to us. Whatever the terminology that I'm trying to find. So I don't want to necessarily uh, you know talk about us and how we've handled this. But thank you, Ben, uh, as always for being you know a great supporter of the show and us and the nice words and all that. We appreciate it. Uh, very much in all the calls, and we still have a, a couple of calls that we want to get to uh, and mix everybody's emotions in because you know what? This is what everybody cares about right now in the, in, in the world of sports. Not anything really else, quite honestly. This is it. So 
I think we've struck the right tone, and I hope people understand that, you know, we'll probably move on in a different light next hour. But, I mean, you know, we I think we did the right thing. All right, we'll get to uh, a couple more of your calls and then uh, touch on some other things here. Certainly a game to come up this weekend at 425, Washington yeah. and Dallas to finish off this NFL season. And certainly, yeah, it's, it's depressing as heck. You know, through twelve weeks, you're sitting there at seven and five, and or you know, seven and five, going, "Yeah, this is going to be great." You know, you're going to be part of the postseason, and now you're not. So things change quickly from that standpoint as well. How do we get here? We'll talk about it. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Russell's got to look at what's trending. All right, as we've been talking about all morning, the Bills-Bengals NFL dealing with tragedy last night in the Monday night game in Cincinnati. 24-year-old safety DeMar Hamlin into uh, cardiac arrest after a tackle midway through the first quarter. He's still in Cincinnati, still listed in critical condition. His pulse, however, has been restored, which is uh, a little bit of optimism there. The Commanders will now host the Cowboys at 425 this Sunday in Week 18 action at FedEx Field. Of course, they are already eliminated. The Cowboys, anything but. They are going for the NFC East. Jonathan Allen telling the sports junkies over on 106.7 The Fan and Odyssey this morning that he has a strained patella tendon in his knee. That knocked him out for the rest of the game, but certainly does not sound like it will be anything serious moving forward. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young and Will Anderson, their pass rusher edge, both declaring for the 2023 NFL draft. Caps back home tonight for Buffalo, 106.7 The Fan at 645. Wizards looking for six in a row. Once again in Milwaukee here on the Team 980 and Odyssey at 745. And that's what's trending. Latest update on DeMar Hamlin. Still in critical condition. UC Hospital in Cincinnati. And certainly throughout the day, our hosts will be providing updates as uh, as updates occur. And, you know, sometimes no news is good news in situations like this. And you bless the hands of those that are trying to uh, obviously... Uh, you know, bring him uh, back to a full life. And let's hope that it works out for him uh, at the UC hospital. As you heard Jeff talk about, uh, you know, in good hands there. Uh, it's a great place. So uh, hopefully they will be able to uh, get him back uh, to full strength here. And again, whether he set, sets foot on a football field ever again, it's not even an issue. Let's get a couple more calls in here and then we'll get to some other stuff in the final hour. Start things off online too. Alex is in Germantown. What's up, Alex? Hey, very sure as usual. Uh, yeah, so you know, you pretty much uh, touch base what I'm feeling. I, I was in the Navy in Iraq, got hurt, and uh, I'm thinking about I love my sports and we, that incident last night. How we take for granted those police and military and nurses and people who in arms way. So, and I think about people who. Um, just like they get so serious about sports, you know, but you got to wake up because we, we, you know, love, love people and appreciate it because anything can happen. So I hope you guys drive safe. I love um, my wife's like, why are you always listening to that show? I said, I, hey, hey, the entertainment. And that, but this is, this is which I, I love about you, your shows, you're, you're, you're real people. So 
you're like extended family. So I, I want to wish you all well and uh, just, just appreciate. I mean, we, we can't, you know, like those words, I know I'll speak for Pete. I mean, that means a lot to us. So uh, thank you. Uh, and, and, and tell your wife, yeah, we are good guys. We're good influences. Right, and, you're, and, you, right. and, and, and also tell her this, you're part of the family, you know, you're part of the family. That's right. That's right. So she doesn't stand when, when a grown man, 54 years old, which I am with, why do I always got to watch our local teams? Why do I leave and go to the bars? And I, when I got four TVs in my house, I'm retired, but I got to watch our commanders, which I'm the Navy, which I hate that name. And let me, another note. I went to Kennedy High. I'm 54. Do, do you know Curtis Pride? And, he, and you, do you know that he went to William Mary? He was at Kennedy High in '86. Deaf. He was the second deaf yeah. baseball player. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I look, yeah. I, right. So I look at I look at people who, in, in a way, you know what? Being deaf, he didn't hear the noise. He didn't hear people cursing at him and all that. He played hard. So, and he was he was blessed and and smart. And he I think he's coaching Gallaudet. Um, but anyway, I look at I look at people who have so-called disadvantages but make advantages you know so we we complain complain about things and you know you, you drove to work today you got a car you got you know you whatever so i look at i just look at people but anyway love your show um over the next year our, our teams will do a little bit better and uh grown men like us won't cry about sports anymore amen <laughs> to that pal. appreciate you alex let's go to mike in rockville to finish up the hour what's up mike okay i'm back here all right uh, the parent the parent if that was my kid, I would encourage him not to. I, I wouldn't want to play no more football. Cause I'd be scared every time you go on the field. And number two, I see they have a lot of a lot of protection for your helmet. You have a helmet to protect your brains. You have shoulder pads. Um, you have area for your groin to be protected. Everything, but your heart is in your chest area. I wonder why they never came up with something to protect your chest. And that's all I have to say, sir. And thank you very much for my call, and have a blessed day. Okay? Mike, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that's something that, look, is as I pointed to earlier, because of the amount of concussions we're seeing, the severity of them, and what it's doing to our athletes in that sport in particular, lacrosse is another one, soccer with heading the, the soccer ball now. We don't ask youngsters under, I think, 10 now uh, to head the ball because we've put so much impetus into trying to protect the head. Maybe something like this, and as I mentioned, you know, a George Biardi who got uh, killed in lacrosse. Maybe maybe we look for, maybe someone is motivated to come up with a different set of shoulder pads that protect the chest area differently. You know, because again, if we're going to keep playing violent sports... Okay, we have to give those players the best equipment possible to protect them from injury as much as possible. So just as, you know, we've we've done with the helmet, maybe we need to look at flak jackets or uh, you know, shoulder pads that protect the chest area in a different way. Hopefully maybe something like this does spark a motivation for someone to come up with something like that. 301-230-0980. Final hour of this Tuesday show is next right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.